Section 4 of the Universal Religion Bahaism Its Rise and Social Import. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. The Universal Religion Bahaism Its Rise and Social Import by Hippolyte Dreyfus Barney. Section 4 The Exile of the Babis. For two years after the execution, which took place at Tabriz, the Persian government exiled numerous families against whom no other charge could be brought than that of belonging to the new sect. From this moment, probably half the Persian population would have been banished if the movement were to be completely extirpated or even impeded in its rapid progress. Among those who thus arrived at Baghdad at the end of 1852, there arose a Babi who was to thoroughly transform the character of the new doctrine, or rather to extract from it a true universal religion destined to unite and develop all existing religions. Looking closely into the Bab's work, in spite of the height of his inspired views, we cannot fail to notice in it a certain sectarian particularism which would have confined to shiite islam the benefits of a reform which nevertheless contained in potentiality a marvellous instrument for the progress of humanity baha'u'llah one of the earliest disciples was the one to give to this movement the import which the bab himself had foretold and recognizing the sacred character of all former religions united them in one new form more suitable than the others to the human tendencies of the nineteenth century he did more by breaking with ritualist traditions by setting reason free from dogmatic fetters he paved the way for the harmony of religions with free thought a fact till now considered impossible baha'u'llah mirza hossein ali nuri revered today by innumerable believers under the name of baha'u'llah was born at nur in mozandaran on the twelfth of november eighteen seventeen he belonged to a very powerful and noble family from which the gajar sovereigns liked choosing their viziers and counsellors the life of a courtier however was little in accordance with his tastes and he was completely indifferent to the advantages he could have gained from his father's position and wealth besides this he was possessed of a force of will and personality which did not harmonize well with human constraint so while still young 
he devoted himself to a life of meditation in which all his good qualities were soon more fully developed through the infinite gentleness of his nature combined with his indomitable energy he was drawn towards the misery which was about to degenerate the people who were under the domination of a clergy as ignorant as it was corrupt but this attraction far from rousing his pity only made him feel the imperious need of efficacious reforms far beyond islam in whose midst his activity evolved his higher thoughts flew towards the world of human sufferings and already he conceived the remedy he would bring them regeneration by work and love these were the two pillars of his sociology he was nearly thirty when through one of those missionaries who was stirring up persia he became acquainted with the new doctrine that the young prophet of shiraz was revealing to mohammedans benumbed by secular apathy immediately he grasped its deep value and its inspired source from that time he had but one object which was to come into contact with all those who took an active part in bobism and regardless of danger to consecrate to the cause all his ability and power although the bob never had an opportunity of meeting him he soon recognized all that he might expect from the new and ardent disciple who without the least hesitation had immediately sacrificed his social position and quietude two beings so perfectly made to act in concert have no need to see one another in order to be mutually attracted and baha'u'llah soon became entrusted with the most intimate thoughts of the young prophet a regular correspondence was immediately established between them and thus as early as the end of eighteen forty eight when at the famous council of badasht the babis deprived of their leader imprisoned at marku uneasy about their future were trying to make final arrangements with regard to the organization of the movement he it was who the disciples looked upon as the most authorized representative of the master in order to explain the preponderant part immediately played by baha'u'llah in the march of events persian historians state that when the bab arrived at the gates of the capital in the hope of an audience with the shah baha'u'llah came to visit him at the village of khanliq some farsakhs distant from tehran but besides their giving no details about an interview which however could not but have been famous the fact is absolutely denied by all those who have the best opportunity of knowing the truth and the authorized writer of the traveller's narrative note c e g brown a traveller's narrative written to illustrate the episode of the bob 
Cambridge, 1891, end note. Nowhere makes any allusion to this supposed meeting. End of section four.